Welcome, friends, around the world to another episode of the Discipleship Podcast, hosted by Brian and Melissa Chu. Our goal is for you to grow in your faith and discover your purpose in life. Hey, friends, this is Eunice. Thank you for joining me today. Um, today on my virtual coffee chats with friends, I have my friend Melissa Chu. Now, Melissa is not just my friend, but she is my neighbor. And she is an amazing um, wife and mother of three kids. And she's also a minister. And so I just have loved getting to know her. So I wanted to introduce her to you guys. Uh, Melissa, is there anything else you would like to say in the introduction? Um, just an important piece that will connect the dots later is my husband and I are in full-time ministry. We have our own nonprofit organization and we preach the gospel and make disciples all over the world. And so you'll understand why that little bit was important later on. So that's it. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So recently um, you did a Facebook live every day and you were sharing something super vulnerable and it was about this um, chemo treatment that you did on your face. And I was really touched by your vulnerability. Mm. And so could you just share a little more about that experience and why you did that? Sure. Uh, first of all, thank you for saying that. Because sometimes when you're talking in virtual world, you're like, is anybody listening? And so right. I just appreciate that little <laughs> dose of encouragement. Thank you. Um, basically, uh, real quick, just to set the stage of what was going on. I had precancerous stuff showing up on my nose, but I have genetic skin cancer on both sides of my family. So I was high risk. The doctor and I went, made the decision together to do a proactive preventative measure, which was to do chemotherapy cream, it's a topical ointment on my face twice daily. All right. So that's what began this whole journey. Keep in mind, he gave me that little tube of chemotherapy back in November and I did not touch it until March. Wow. And that is that, that distance in that space was the process that led me to go live and document this journey virtually. Mm. Here's why. Number one, I was afraid. Ah, I didn't know what my face was gonna look like. All the, if you Google it, it's not a good day. Like it looks like your face takes a bath in acid. I mean, imagine bright red, blisters, oozing, weeping. Like it, it's just not a good look, especially if your ministry is on camera and virtual <laughs> because you can't travel to developing nations. You have to do everything technically. This is the dots I'm connecting. And so it was a big deal for me. Like, this is my ministry. This is my livelihood. This is my joy and my heart to minister to people on camera. And my face is going to look like crazy town. And that was fear. I joined a support group for people that are going through the same journey. And many of them isolate and retreat and never leave their house for the duration of the journey. And for some people, that journey is anywhere from five days to four weeks. Mm -hmm. And I just recognized, I experienced all those fear, like the fear and, and what are people going to think of me and what will they say? And I'm ashamed and I'm embarrassed and just listen to that list of, of adjectives. Mm -hmm. And I recognize those as lies. And that's not from the Lord, and that is not my name, and that is not who he created me to be. And therefore, I recognize this sticky feeling. I call it with my daughters. It's a sticky feeling, but what was I going to do about it? I could retreat and let the fear control me and dictate my actions, or I could face it. 
I could run towards it, jump over the fence of fear, which is freedom on that other side of that fence. And I was like, God, I choose you. I don't know what this is going to look like. I don't know how my face is going to respond, but fear is not my name. I choose freedom. And that this was my way to experience full freedom through the journey. Wow. That is amazing. I, I remember <laughs> just uh, seeing you post about it in the beginning and reading about it. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Why is she doing this? Like that is right? so vulnerable. But then as the days went on and I was uh, looking forward to getting on Facebook and seeing your live, I realized like each day I was looking forward to it. I wanted to hear like what the Lord was speaking to you that day because um, it just not only fascinated me, but honestly, your vulnerability really touched mm. me to the point that I remember I was go journeying through something really challenging at that time. And I reached out to you for prayer because I was like, well, Melissa's going to be vulnerable. I guess I can ask her for prayer in this area that mm. was a very vulnerable spot for me. So um, I guess my question is, was that hard for you? Do you regret doing it? <laughs> yes, it was hard for me. In, in, but no, I don't regret it. Not for a single minute. It was hard for me because I was stepping into the unknown. I mentioned the journey looks different for everybody. Everybody's face responds differently. My journey was that of delay. Some people on day two, they put the cream on and psh, their face explodes. Wow. Mine, I was 10, 13, 14 days into it and there was still nothing happening. And so the unknown for me is very uncomfortable, right? That's, mm. that's a mystery, that, that's uncharted waters. But I realized that in the space and place of security and comfort and predictability, that is not where I grow. That is not where I draw closer to the Lord. And that is not where God has me. He doesn't want me settling in that safety. He wanted me to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And that was what every day the journey was like. I love how you mentioned like every day you look forward to the video because you're like, what is she going to look like? What is she going to say? That was me every morning. It was like scared to walk into the bathroom to see the mirror and be like, is, is today the day? What's going to happen today? I said, it's like a bad train wreck, right? You don't want to look at it, but you kind of want to look. <laughs> so it was, it was that unknown that um, was hard. That was the hard part for me. But I had to go back to my why, because I have three daughters, 11, 13, and 15, very impressionable, very formative years. And if I'm going to say to them things like, don't worry what your friends say, it doesn't matter what you look like. I want you to show up and be secure and confident in your identity and who you are in Christ. And it matters what's on the inside, yeah. not on the outside, right? If I'm going right. to say all those things, it's very easy to say. It's another thing to model it and walk it out. And I believe this was an opportunity that the Lord gave me. And I have a lot of words in my day. And I'm always, I've got a lecture or something to preach to my daughters at all times. But the Lord said, they're going to remember what you show them and what you model more than what you say to them. And so whether I wanted to to get in front of that camera and push play and let the world see my goofy looking face, that didn't matter because what mattered more to me was what I was showing and reflecting to my daughters. And so anytime 
that's, that's for any of us when we step into the uncomfortable space of the unknown and when we have to do something hard or difficult, right? Rule number one is go back to your why. And so for me, my daughters was my big driving force and my why I showed up every day. Wow, that is amazing. And totally that resonates as a parent because it is so much easier to just tell them what to do. Right. <laughs> and get in line with it, guys. But it's another thing to really show them that example. You know, um, that is really thought provoking and challenging for me. So thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. So this is the last question I had for you, Melissa. Um, what are some things you would like to share with those listening about vulnerability and why it's important? Great question. First one is because perfectionism is totally overrated it, it, and it is boring and it is not fun. And I'm speaking that as a, I call myself a recovering perfectionist. I like to have everything buttoned up. And when things are fly by the seat of your pants or you're stepping into the unknown, perf the perfectionism doesn't have a space there. Mm -hmm. and, and nobody relates to perfect. And I read a fun article about hospitality. Work with me, I'll, I'll connect the dots yeah. here. Uh -huh. But they said, when you're invited into someone's home and everything's perfect and put away and pristine, you're almost a bit uncomfortable, right? Like you don't want to mess anything up. You don't want to touch anything. But if you step into someone's home and maybe there's some dishes in the sink or a little bit of laundry over there or whatever, you're actually, your guard is down and you relax a little bit more because you're like, oh, okay, I can relate. This person is not perfect. They're a little bit like me, right? And so when we can show our flaws, I don't know if you would call this a flaw, but if, if we can show ourselves more raw and real, mm -hmm. we're more relatable. And as a ministry, when I'm trying to encourage women to step into their purpose and their calling and to, you know, believe that they are everyone, everything that God has created them to be. Well, it's not perfect. We're not perfect. And so to show a bit of our imperfections or a bit of our flaws actually makes us more likable and relatable. And, and you're like the perfect example. You were like, I felt comfortable calling you for prayer because you had revealed yourself to be not so put together all the time. Mm. So that was, that's one thing, like just let go of the perfectionist and, and people care about your heart, not about what all the outside stuff looks like. And um, just real quick, the, the other thing is fear. It, it's such a big thing. And I think when we consider fear, there's the obvious ones, right? A lot of people fear speaking in public. A lot of people fear skydiving or, or making big de decisions like buying a house or getting married, right? Those are obvious things to fear. Mm -hmm. But I really dive in deep to the, I call it the everyday fear. It's the daily fear. You have to make a phone call and you're intimidated to do so. You have a question in class or at work, but you're afraid to raise your hand. You have to hit send on an important email and you're afraid. Sometimes just getting out of bed and putting our feet on the floor is a scary fear-filled moment. Mm -hmm. And I believe we experience those fear-filled moments all day, every day. And the only way to face those fears and to experience true freedom is to face them head on. And so for me, my fear in this situation 
was going on camera and letting everyone see my crazy looking face. But for other people, it might be facing a hard conversation or dealing with a relationship that they know they need to repair, but it's awkward. You know, it, it's just have those hard moments. Face them, become victory, waiting on the other side of those. And that is where God wants you. That is where God called you to be being trapped in fear and intimidation and comparison and all the, 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 the lies of the enemy, that's not God's best for you. And so pause, take inventory, recognize the lies that you might be wrestling with today. And what can you do to face them and fight for your freedom, fight for your victory? It's worth it. God has so much more for you and people need People need you. They, they're they waiting for the gifts that you have to give them. Wow, that's so good. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That is really so good. Um, I think I just wanted to end this time with a quick scripture that the Lord put on my heart for this yeah. interview, which is Ecclesiastes 4.9. Now, this is very, you know, a well-known scripture, but I just thought it was so fitting Two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. And I just love um, your ministry and what you guys are doing, like even creating like an online group to encourage others. Like you have a group to encourage women because the reality of it is right now, Many of us around the entire globe are still in this, the midst of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. And we're still not used to the, I think vulnerability in a normal time is challenging. <laughs> but now mm -hmm. add the layer of the pandemic, like for you sharing that about the chemo treatments, you had every excuse to be able to just not share with the world about that time. You know, and also like we're not frequenting each other's homes as much right now. So you could have just even shut the door and been like, okay, no one's coming over for a month, you know, yes. <laughs> and I'm just going to get through this. But I just love that you took this opportunity to really share with others, because I think that there are so many women like me out there right now who maybe something has come up personally and they need to reach out for prayer. And so speaking mm -hmm. to those women, I just want to encourage you, do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I think that um, without you, you having been so vulnerable and just getting on there and just sharing, this is the news that's happening in my life. Like I wouldn't have known as your neighbor, like I live like a few streets away from you, no idea what's happening in your house. But because you took that courageous step, then I feel like I felt a step closer to you. I felt closer mm -hmm. even to like, Oh, see, oh, I'm going to be praying for you because mm. this is a hard time. <laughs> like, that's not easy to go through that. And so, so things like that, like for you to even reach out for, um, you know, show the world this and now guys, I need prayer. And then at that time too, then something came up in my life, which at the beginning of your first video, nothing was happening, but come mm -hmm. like day 10, something was happening in my life. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to write to Melissa and ask her for prayer, <laughs> you know? And so it's funny how that one step of vulnerability you took gave me the courage to ask you. And I feel like that's so much in life right now. Like, um, and if we're not intentional to do that, 
like what's going to be happening in our relationships what's happening in our mm-hmm. homes like you know are we getting the connection that we need that the lord would really want to use to strengthen his body like strengthen mm-hmm. each other help your neighbor pray for them and so i just thank you for your story and um do you have any last thoughts you'd like to encourage the women listening with uh, you know, I just, I just appreciate how you just exhorted us in the idea that I think is, is women, at least myself, I feel like I can do it all and I've got it and I'm good. And and that's, that's not our design. That is not our purpose, right? We're, we're like puzzle pieces and we all need each other. And, and so my biggest thing to piggyback off of what you're saying is ladies, let's not be afraid to ask for help. Mm. Let's not be afraid to just show up and say, I, I'm missing it here, or I'm off, and, and I don't know why, but I need someone to intercede and step in where I can't. And so let's not pretend we have it all together, perfectionism. Let's not try to do it all on our own. Let's let's link arms the way God intended. I love that scripture because we're stronger together and we do need each other. Eunice, thank you for this opportunity for inviting me. Thank you for your heart to minister to women and show up virtually as well. And, and, and just try to go after the hearts of women and draw us and point us closer to Jesus. So thank you for what you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. And for those mm-hmm. listening, thank you for listening today, Melissa, thank you so much for sharing. And I am going to link in the show notes uh, more about Melissa's ministry and how you can join her Facebook group. And so please, if you loved our conversation today, go check out her resources because she and her husband are really awesome and they've been an encouragement to Chris and I. So thank you guys so much. Bye. Thank you, friends, for listening to the Discipleship Podcast. Until next time, keep growing in your faith and fulfill your purpose on the earth.